0: You're listening to the UBC Medicine Learning Network.
1: So how do you stay connected as a primary care team in the middle of this pandemic as you're shifting to minimizing face-to-face interactions and many of us are having to self-isolate and work from home?
0: Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm a medical anthropologist working in primary care at the University of British Columbia's Department of Family Practice.
1: And I'm Morgan. I'm a family doctor working in the inner city and faculty in the Department of Family Practice. We're both part of the Primary Care Innovation Support Unit, or the ISU.
0: This is Primary Care in a Pandemic. In this episode, we'll explore how to stay connected. So UBC's ISU has been set up to help with changes in primary care. And now, here we are in one of the biggest changes in primary care with the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: So we're making this podcast to bring you actionable ideas for change that'll help you and help our primary health care system.
0: In the ISU, a focus of our work has really been supporting teams and team-based care in primary care. And the way we've been defining teams um, is as people who work together on how they want to work together.
1: And now maybe some of your team or you are working from home because maybe you've got kids at home.
0: Or maybe you're home because you have to self-isolate.
1: And and so, you you know, you might be used to working in a community health center that was part of a larger interdisciplinary team like I do. Uh, or maybe in a newer uh, patient medical home, or, or you might just be a small team of, of a single provider and, and one medical office assistant.
0: And really, whatever your practice and whatever your situation, you're a team, and it's really important for you to stay connected at this time and, and you know, figure out how you're going to be working together, especially during change.
1: So with the rapid move to virtual care and the need for physical distance, self-isolation, and even supporting our families, and all of that's been prompted by COVID-19, Many of our teams are suddenly distributed, and not as a result of choice uh, and and careful planning, but just out of necessity. So for many of us, and, and for our patients too, this is a massive change.
0: And we've heard from you that change is really hard. Um, you know, People are isolated, they're stressed out, not just worried about how to manage care in the pandemic, but also how to stay connected as a team, um, how to balance all of the different commitments you might have with family and, and things outside of work. So really a lot has changed over the last weeks.
1: So now that you and your team are working virtually, or at least very differently, how can you stay connected and support each other in this time? So, we have three ideas today that we think would be helpful to keep you connected with your team during this pandemic.
0: And the first one is really around kind of communication and how you're how you're communicating with your team and with other providers and and really in in times like this, it's important to maintain a sense of team and maintain clear communication pathways. It doesn't just work to to make everything virtual all of a sudden and then you're just emailing um things. And that's the only way you're staying connected in email. Things get lost. Inboxes get easily overwhelmed. Um, and there's really limited personal connection. When you aren't able to see a team member, we've realized, you know, using video whenever possible really helps. I think kind of in the hierarchy of communication, emails at the bottom, phone calls are next. And, and really, uh, video is, is is so helpful in times like this.
1: That's, that's totally true, Sarah. The The body language part of it, I mean, we've worked virtually a lot. Way before this and and having that body language, that connection is, is super important to, to know sort of how people are reacting with patients, but also with the rest of the team. So if you can either use the telehealth that you're already using or use um, some other tool to to see each other when you're checking in. Uh, the other thing to know is try to decide how you want to communicate and, and which medium you're going to use for what things. So are you gonna use your EMR messaging tools? And, and why would you use those? And that's important in a regular practice, but it's even more so now. So when do you phone? What kind of things would you phone for? Uh, when would you use video conferencing? What do you do for urgent items? Is texting to say a 911 or, or um, is, it, is it the phone call with voice?
0: And I think one of the things we've realized, like in our team with you, um, if there's something urgent that comes up that we want sort of immediate feedback on, we've decided text is the the platform that we're using. Otherwise, we have other things that we we use for different kinds of communication. But having that conversation and and knowing sort of what's the best way to reach out yeah. is really important.
1: yeah, I, for for me, especially if I'm seeing patients, the text actually works really well because i can I can prioritize it without totally disrupting a visit with a patient face-to-face or virtual. And, um, and if the same thing's happening within your EMR, you can do that with your team. But just knowing w- which works is really important.
0: And another thing to think about, I think, if you're, if you're moving to virtual appointments and, and thinking about how your team is communicating, if you have capacity, also think about, um, you know, is there a team member or a resource that you can refer um, your patients to when they, have me- they might have less experience with or, or access to technology?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. You know the next thing that I wanted to bring up was, I mean, talking about change. This pandemic is is a big shift, and and we've heard that from a bunch of you that you know it, it just it's sort of your world's upside down right now, and and my practice is upside down too. And recognizing that this is different for all of us, both at work and at home, is really important. And while we're crunched in primary care, we also need to make that space to have the conversations and be flexible with with everybody to figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work.
0: And I think uh, we've had a couple examples of that in our team. I mean, one thing is these these uh, recording sessions, we're doing this over, over Zoom in our own home offices. And I realized like having my kids at home does not work for recording. Um, so we moved these an hour ahead um, so that it's the time when they're out for walks and they're not They're not in the house. We did the same thing with we had some lunch hour meetings and I realized my three-year-old has like 45 minutes of FaceTime with her teacher right now every day that's, that happens to be between 12.30 and 1.15. And if we don't have both myself and my partner down there sort of managing that, my six-year-old also needs to be kind of given a task during that time. And it's so much easier if we can both be available there. So in our team, we've kind of, I have I let Morgan know that and we shifted stuff around so that from 12.30 to one i I'm kind of doing that piece of my day now.
1: And the same thing, you know, with doing that in the context of um, the clinic, that might mean you've got to change your sort of time you're closed for lunch so that somebody who is staffing the, the phone or email is able to be present with... Uh, with their family at home, because so many of us are becoming homeschool teachers. So having that flexibility and talking about what those things are and when they might be during the day and the week, uh, we're going to have to shift our practices. And that will make a huge difference. It seems like a small change, but it'll make a huge difference for the the whole team and how we're working together.
0: And the next thing I think we wanted to touch on was the idea of kind of team huddles and check-ins and and how do these work now that so many people are working virtually or that schedules have shifted so there's less face-to-face contact what does that uh, look like and and one thing that that really has become clear is that daily check-ins and ideally um, over video conference are just so valuable right now. Um, and one of the things we've realized is, you know, it's not enough to just say, "Okay, we're going to do um, some daily check-ins and we'll figure them out," but but really to have that as a regularly scheduled part of your day, and it can be kind of a short fifteen minute uh, window. But you know, for for us, it's every morning at nine thirty, we're connecting as a team.
1: Exactly, and I think small small teams have done this ad hoc in the office, uh, just checking in as you walk through the door and saying hi and what's going on, and larger teams community health centers are starting to implement these in practice in person, but now that we're all shifting to virtual, um, you know, it's super important. So I was this morning, I had my check-in with the clinic, uh, just 15 minutes. Uh, I was virtual. Some people were still in the clinic and we have a distributed group now with a skeleton crew in the, in the office, but it's just a way for us to get up to date on what's changed. What are some of the new policies that were, were drafted, you know, yesterday that we now have to think about. Uh, What's the flow in the practice? Who's sick? Who's available? Who's isolated because they were working at the hospital? Like all that stuff can come up really quickly and just help people know where they're at. And also the social side of things. When we do the check-ins, we always make sure we take some time just to sort of see how are we doing? What's the funny story from last night? Um, You know, just to sort of stay connected. And that, that intentional space is really important. And when you're not seeing people face-to-face in the office between patients, you don't see them at all to do that. So making some time in the day in a huddle is super, super important. This episode, we've talked about how to stay connected as you're starting to be at a distance and working virtually with your team. And we, we covered a couple of things. We talked about how to Think about different communication pathways within the team and how to clarify what you'd use for urgent and and how you'd use some of the other pieces.
0: And we also talked about you know really thinking about adapting to the current context that that you know this virtual shift is different. It's it's not just uh, okay. We're now we're doing everything over the computer, but to really think about how that's gonna gonna work and and recognize that people's lives have to be kind of integrated into this change.
1: And the last thing we spent some time talking about briefly was. The team huddle, picking a time in the morning, connecting with everybody. Ideally, if you're virtual, doing that uh, on some sort of video conference, making sure you get a bit of time to connect personally, as well as talk about some of the differences in practice and how things are, are coping. And so what we hope you can do is take one of those three things and apply it over the next week and see how it works. Well, that does it for us now. We'll be back next time Thank you for listening, and we hope this has been useful for you. We really want to help here so that we can all get through this together.
0: And we've realized, you know, what the ISU does well is respond to questions that come from the community. So if you have any suggestions, please contact us. Um, the email is in the episode show notes. It's isu at familymed.ubc.ca, and we hope to hear from you. This has been a presentation of the UBC Medicine Learning Network.